Still Up is a British comedy on Apple TV. Each episode runs a traditional 25 to 30 minutes. Today we're talking about the first set that was released on Friday, September 22nd. Welcome to today's episode. All right, I'm going to jump right into my comparisons. I think that this show most reminds me of Love, Love Sick, slash Scruttle Recall, if you want to call it. It's Scruttle original. Recall? That was its original title. <laughs> I never knew that. Okay. That was how I originally knew it. And then it came back as a different series. And I was like, what, what? But the, it was the same thing. And then Platonic. So those right. three, Platonics and Apple series already. The funny thing is that Still Up is about two really close friends who just communicate via uh, FaceTime and they're in love. It seems like it. Wait, they're in love? Yes, that's the thing. That's funny. It goes completely against what Rose Byrne and uh, Seth Rogen's Platonic was supposed to support the Apple series that was saying you can have friendships in your, um, not middle ages, but like your 40s and just be friends. These are people in their like 30s and it's showing that they can't have a platonic relationship i was i was gonna say it sounds like it's a complete ripoff of platonic but i actually didn't know they were in love the uh, charming sense of just like they're both sarcastic people they both like each other's company talking to each other joking with each other not saying the most pc things like that is what you can take from the similarity between it and platonic also the fact that it only stars these two characters like there are side characters obviously and there are recurring characters but the focus is both on them, and we really haven't seen it veer away from that. It's based off of two people's actual friendship. You sound offended. You sound offended that they would well, have changed... Well, I'm, I'm more surprised, because you have Lisa, who's the main character, and she has a boyfriend in this, the right? The two main characters, we meet Lisa Osgood and Danny Gibson. One's a journalist, Danny is. He's also... They're both supposed to be insomniacs, but really I would just call them night owls so far. I do know the fourth episode that I didn't see, because it's coming out this week has to do with, um, I think, Lisa going in to try to get, like, a sleep test or something like that. Every every but, place that I've read has said that they're insomniacs. Yeah, but we really haven't... Like, they just talk at midnight and talk at 1 a.m. And, yes, she has trouble getting to sleep, but from what I understood insom insomnia was, was that it was staying asleep, too. Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't just getting to sleep, but, like, it just seems like they both, like, staying up at night and talking to each other then. Uh, we do learn that Danny Gibson is also, after he broke up with his ex, Chloe, I think, uh, has become agoraphobic. He doesn't want to leave his house. In fact, he lies to his neighbors so he doesn't have to go to their, like, cat parties. He has very strange neighbors. This yeah, is a, cat this man. Is a, this that that, that character man. interests me. Catman, he's supposed to be in like all the episodes, right? Yeah, no, but you saw him and her, right? That British series yes, from a really long yeah. time ago, and they had that very strange neighbor who would just every once in a while flop in, a little overweight. He yeah, it takes place all in one setting. Yeah, he's supposed to be very boring. This is just a guy who's obsessed with cats. You know that meme about like a lady who has a ton of cats? This is what he's doing in the first episode. It's just him on the patio with his cats, throwing them a birthday party and inviting anybody who wants to come along to see. Of course, no one's there, but he's invited Danny and Danny has given up the excuse that he has gone to Disneyland and he's going to see all the Disneylands in the world even though he's just stuck in his apartment. So this is and the he clip that was released to online. his other neighbor, Adam, because uh, and Adam's supposed to be this really cool dude who just does everything that Danny asks him to be. He wants to be a firefighter. He brings him food, and it's really a one-sided relationship there where he's just kind of taking advantage of this friend that he has. Uh, point is, Lisa, Danny, they're constantly talking on the phone, and the first three episodes are called The Pharmacy, The Dress, and The Date. And by the end of it, it's pretty clear that both of them have feelings for one another. Okay, but how does Veggie play into all of this? Veggie is her husband. Um, is actually her second husband, or at least she has a daughter named Poppy, and Veggie is the stepdad. And probably my main criticism for the show is that 
it's one thing if they just had Lisa and Veggie dating, but Veggie is like supplanted in that life. He is the reliable husband who is now taking care of Poppy, who's now taking care of her. Like, and yes, he has his, I guess, uh, flaws, but none of them are like the classic, like he's an abuser or he's like evil or he's like super boring, like the Stranger Things dad, hmm. Mike's dad. Yeah. It, it, he's, he's there. He has humor. He's he got personality, but she's still bored by him. And she's still, like, kind of enticed by her relationship with uh, Danny. So the one word that keeps coming up when I type in still up on uh, on Google is heartwarming. And it yeah, it's seem- a charming show. It's a, The f- three qualities I would give it is it, that's charming, smooth pacing. I never get bored of a storyline. Think about it. Hmm. You've got 25 to 30 minutes that you have to kill. And it's only between two people. And they do a really good time or job shuffling it between the two without ever like over depending on one. And there's just enough creative humor. Now, all the jokes don't land, of course, but like there's just enough situational humor and awkward humor that it's it sets it above the norm. So awkward humor is the main thing because it yeah. seems like they so, got someone from every single big British comedy show from the last 10 years. You have, again, Antonia Thomas from Misfits and Love Sick. And yeah, it's really have- cool to see Alicia from Misfits and then also from uh, Love Sick. And then also from The Good Doctor. However, I didn't watch her in The Good Doctor besides the one episode that we did for the show. But you also have Blake Harrison from The Inbetweeners, Samantha Spiro from well, Sex Well, from Education. The Inbetweeners and Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd, Todd Margaret. Margaret. And then also him and her. Like, it was just so many familiar faces. Really cool to see, like you're saying. But also Dave from It's Always, or <laughs> it's always Sunny, uh, Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd Margaret. Like, he is a great antagonist character. So seeing him play a good guy here is almost disconcerting. Aside from a couple guest stars on TV shows and a couple TV films, this is his first, I think, main role in a couple years, actually. I mean, Inbetweeners was a really big show. And the strange thing about British comedies is they're usually really short, like six episodes uh, a season. And I know we think of like 10 episodes as pretty short in America, but that's what this this show is, right? It's actually eight episodes. I think that's an I think that's Oh, okay. So they split the difference. They split the difference. All right. So that's not as that's not as crazy. I think couplings was around eight episodes a season as well. Yeah, uh, the funny thing about uh, uh, Antonio Thomas, though, is that she's made a career of playing the love interest to people. Now, her characters have all been a little bit different, except her lovesick character is oddly reminiscent to this one, almost like identical because they were supposed to be best friends for the longest time throughout his like searching for a better wife or something Mm -hmm. or girlfriend. And uh, then by the end, they get together. But with Misfits, she was she she had that huge arc with Simon, which is always going to be my favorite. And then again, uh, lovesick and now this. So like it, it just seems like whenever Whenever she's part of a production, she's the main girl and she's the one who's going, except for the good doctor. I think she was one of the first and, people cast like and, back in October. Yeah. And that's like Robert Sheenan because he leaves uh, Misfits <laughs> and he also does the same exact thing. Goes straight to Umbrella, in Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. Well, yeah. not straight to. He did a bunch of movies on the, on the way. But uh, yeah, the characters are really good. The one-off characters are really good because you have like a rival mom in the first episode. The story with Lisa in the first episode is that she has... Um, on purpose, brought her daughter to school with chicken pox because they had a field trip that she really wanted to go on with them. And so she ends up getting a bunch of other kids infected, including (laughs) the rival mom. And so she's at the store at night buying calamine lotion at this pharmacy, but there's no one in the pharmacy to actually ring her up. So she's there for like an hour talking 
to Danny. And uh, that's when the rival mom comes in and she sees her buying calamine lotion <laughs> and kind of figures it out, but doesn't like 100% confront her. And she just uh, at least just gives her the calamine lotion and then she leaves. But the, then there's also the guy who steals her dress in the second episode. She's on a bus. She shushes him. And then she wakes up and he's wearing her dress. And <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And she has to like, she makes herself look like a Karen. Because she's like, you shouldn't be wearing that dress. And then she gets mm-hmm. people to stand up for her. like, <laughs> And she doesn't like that. Uh, but by the end, she just like strips herself. And then he gives her the dress back. And then in the third, ep- or actually in the first episode, also you have a pizza guy who was hilarious. Because he was like an Uber uh, Eats guy who just showed up with the pizza. And since Danny's not supposed to be at his apartment. And the cat guy is right outside in the patio. Yeah. He keeps on taking the pizzas until the guy comes back and he has to slip the pizza between the window shade at the very and there's only a very limited amount of <laughs> so space. He has to get exactly so right. he has to no 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 he can't fit the pizza box in there so he has to give him it pizza slice <laughs> by pizza slice and he's not understanding the pizza guy's not understanding the situation so at first he thinks this is like some weird fetish that the guy has and he's like all right open up and <laughs> And Danny has to explain that's not what he wants. But uh, but, but yeah, uh, all the characters are good. Another pro for this show. Uh, if I should say another uh, con, it's a little cliche. Like, you've got the character having a bad date. Danny has a bad date in the third episode. Mm-hmm. Not that it didn't go well, but he ends up chopping off her finger by the end by accident. That kind of reminded me of this fool, that type of scenario. Sorry, he chops off her finger? So earlier on in the episode, they tell this story because uh, they like to do flash cutaways to just like really dumb things that happen about this guy, this construction worker who like walks through a facility and his tip of his nose gets cut off by like a falling plank or something like that. And so someone finds the piece of nose and immediately sticks it in his mouth. Right? I think Adam's the one who tells him this story, (laughs) his neighbor, right? And then they are able to keep the nose part alive long enough to restitch it onto his his face. And then later on, the guy who saved the nose part marries the guy's daughter. And then they have like this whole wedding scenario, but the guy's very clearly got like a fake tip of a nose. And then later on in that date, when Danny is with (laughs) with his girl, who's basically like, you still like Lisa or Lisa likes you. And then she like leaves, but then she comes back and is like, but if you want to call me, that's when he's like closing the door and it gets her finger. It falls off. He immediately looks at it, thinks about <laughs> earlier, sticks it in his mouth. It just as she's like, what do you do? And then that's, that's where the episode ends. That's where the episode ends? Okay. Uh, well, no, I, you know, she gets her finger back. It's the point is that, um, they like each other, and that's where the show's going. So you have connecting social distance or even stage. Yeah. I was wondering which one out of the three it's most closely related to. I have to. stage connecting and him and her as, like, further off comparisons mm. to the show. Connecting, this is, like, a testament of how much better a show is when it's not shot via Zoom. Because this is very similar premise. I remember in the first episode of Connecting, there was the girl who liked the guy, but they could only, sh- they gave us these super sappy stories. Yeah. They gave us these, like, yeah, and then with Staged, this is less petty than those main characters are. I would, I would hope so. If yeah, it's supposed they, to be heartwarming. David Tennant and Michael Sheen, they play really exaggerated versions of themselves. Egomaniacs. These are not those people. Again, uh, Lisa caught me off guard in that first episode by being so callous as to bring her daughter and hide her chicken pox so, to that first thing. But then um, by the end of it, you can kind of tell her heart's in the right place. She does find out the pharmacist, the reason it takes so long, is just dead in the back room. 
That's how that episode ends. Wait, the pharmacist is dead? Yeah, that's okay, why these crazy things yeah, happen. That's the situational <laughs> comedy part of it where it becomes where it where it separates itself from the rest. So like it would be how I met your mother. It would be the cliche bad dates and the ominous foreshadowing of like how their relationship is doomed and the creepy neighbor uh, cliche or trope. But because they're able to do these kind of funny twists. Now, we haven't talked about Danny too much as, like, who he is, but I do know from a quick Wikipedia search that he is the main character from that submarine movie that came out, like, 15 years ago. That's actually the film that the producers saw and really wanted to get him after seeing that film for the role, and they said that he's able to play the anxiety in a very funny way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and also, I want to know, how big is the theme of self-discovery in the show? Because it seemed like whenever I was watching any interviews with the executive producers, that was always something that they were bringing up. The only real self-discovery that's happening right now is that they're realizing they have feelings for one another. However, as much chemistry as there is between Danny and Lisa, it's hard to see it as romantic chemistry. And that might just be because... We're seeing it through two phone screens most of the time. Right. It was created and ran by Steve Burge and Natalie Walter. When they met, I think, decades ago working on a radio series, she was a writer and actor and he was a producer. Both are insomniacs in real life. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time that Natalie Walter has created a TV show. She's actually uh, starred in other things, though, that we've done for the podcast, like Strike, I May Destroy You, and Breeder Steve Burge. He wrote and acted in a lot of British comedies. I kept on seeing varying opinions on their chemistry, how good their actual chemistry was, because they had to shoot this basically a scene two different times. In was, fact, that's what the executive producer kept saying. Yeah, who was saying anything bad about it? The Hollywood Reporter gave it a negative review and said that Apple TV's rom-com is a lesson in lack of chemistry, saying it lacks the passion that might keep a lover up at night. Uh, I would straight disagree. In fact, as far as keeping you up at night, I think that this is best watched, probably. It's one of those shows that can be watched when you're kind of super tired and you just don't want to go to sleep, it, it, it fits that modem really well because A, it's the characters are doing that and it's not super complicated stuff. The jokes are on like very straightforward, but at the same time, funnier than traditional jokes. And and also like I've been watching the, uh, what was it? The, the other Apple series that's out. Invasion. Invasion. Yeah, I've been trying to catch up on that so we can do one of the episodes this season. And that show, I can tell you, is like, it's... I don't enjoy it. <laughs> like, it's not, it's <laughs> so one of it's my least <laughs> favorite Apple series shows, and I really like sci-fi shows, but one thing that I would hate doing is watching it while I was tired, because A, it's so slow moving, and B, because you would definitely miss at least elements of, like, the spectacular shots and stuff. Like, one of the things it has going for it is at least the imagery, um, but, but like, this show is not that. In fact, I would be... I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the lowest budget Apple shows that there is. Because again, eight episodes, mainly taking place in an apartment. The, again, the pacing is great. So like, it doesn't feel like a cheap show at all. But at the same time, I can just tell like they're not spending a lot on these sets or anything. Well, I know I, I didn't get anything on that. And then plus you have a, such a small cast, which I know is a normal thing for Apple, but this is a really tiny cast. It's not in America. It just feels like this is a winning production side of things, uh, budgetary side of so, things. So will, will you watch the rest of the series? Ooh, I think that eventually I will. Wait. I don't think I will do it as it's coming out, though. 
it ends on a huge cliffhanger. I will say that much. And they're kind of betting the, yeah. the house that's going to get season two, but it hasn't been announced But I yet. feel like complete when I watch one episode. So it's it's not, it's like a Parks and Rec or Seinfeld or one of those where it doesn't necessarily need you to watch the rest. Yes, there's the arc of whether or not they'll hook up or whether or not she'll dump veggie. Um, a couple of the other jokes I do want to point out was one was when she set up his dating profile in the first episode on a um, dating site called Take a Chance. That's mm-hmm. what she was on. And for some reason, even though she's married, she didn't realize that she was still on it. She must have turned off notifications on her phone because the first <laughs> thing that happens is she links with him with like a 92% profile match. And with right. Veggie, she was only at 50%. And then they showed a background shot of their like date together. And he like wore her out because um, they were on like this uh, restaurant tour where they had to bike everywhere. And, <laughs> and she really didn't like it. it again, his it wasn't like a bad date. Like with Roy's date, I remember with Jim and Pam when she was discussing how Roy had really fucked up or something. Like Like it, it's, it's not the same. Veggie is no Roy. Veggie's a good guy. One of the things that he does that's kind of uh, funny, but also very boring of him is he makes internet videos uh, um, on the (laughs) side. He has like a YouTube channel. He has an unboxing uh, channel, but it's an unboxing tutorial channel where he teaches people how to unbox yes like he shows he (laughs) does reviews on all the different cutters and stuff which i thought would be hilarious to watch and they also made another youtube joke later on with the cooking video where a guy was about to produce a meal but he just couldn't stop his own life story because you know whenever you watch a cooking video nowadays they're they're always trying to implement some sort of (laughs) advice all right yeah so overall though i would give it a 6.5 or 7 out of 10 i would recommend it and I think it's just the perfect watch for that hour of night. It's got mediocre reviews. It has a 6.2 on IMDb, only around 200 reviews, though. Then 73% on Rotten Tomato- Tomatoes. Tomatoes. <laughs> the Guardian gave the series 3 out of 5 stars. Los Angeles Times was also very positive for it. Decider said stream it. Uh, I will say MovieWeb said, It's a rare kind of comedy that speaks to the innate human desire for connection, all the messy things people occasionally have to manage just to get by in the world. How is that not, like, shrinking? And I, I want to pass that question off to you. About the shows like Platonic, like Shrinking, and uh, like Staged, they come with so much irony built in. Almost like they don't have the same charm because of it, I feel like. Because there's just so much sarcasm. In this, mm-hmm. uh, it feels like it's a little toned down. So it's it's a little more easy to digest. Um, it's more realistic. You would have to, no, I'm not saying more realistic because there are plenty of... It's just less pessimistic. Um mm-hmm. Even though the guy's an agoraphobe, like uh, the fact that all these insane things keep happening and they just keep on trucking and they don't seem that phased by it. uh, Her daughter doesn't seem to have any impact on her life, which is a little strange. But again, we're only seeing the hours of like 845 is the earliest I get to like 2 a.m. Oh, okay. So it does like the 24 thing where we're constantly seeing the clock throughout the thing. Um, But but where was I going with this point? I lost my point. (laughs) I said, how is it like shrinking? Okay. Oh, how is it like shrinking? It's not. It's it's it, that's probably the furthest comparison. Uh, Jason Siegel's performance in that is just a depressed, depressed man. And in this, Danny uh, does not fit that mold. And I think Lisa is kind of corny enough where she's um, I question her as to why she's making the decisions that she's making uh, coming to her like love life at this point in her her life. But other than that, I think that um that, that's that's less of a show grievance and more just like what's going on <laughs> yeah but uh, I, I i'm guessing the cliffhanger would probably be oh oh i brings me in my last prediction then we can end the show uh i think that the show is setting up for a backflash episode throughout all the episodes that we've seen 
because in the second episode, before she gets her um, dress stolen mm -hmm. on the bus, there's a guy who's running after the bus and drops his briefcase and misses it. And it, it, yeah, it's kind of a funny joke, but like we have no reason to understand why he was even right. there. And so I feel like that guy is going to show up as like have his own spinoff episode and it's going to directly connect to everything that's going on thus far. And that would be cool to see. Um, but thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Oh, wait, you have more? Uh, yeah, I guess I want to say the yeah. person who directed all the episodes, John Addis, he's only directed a few shorts prior to this, but he's he's been an assistant director and editor for a lot of only actually big movies. Fantastic Mr. Fox, Frank and Weenie, Thor, The Dark World, Avengers, Age of Ultron, and Isle of Dogs. And I found that like those are the only films that he's really been the assistant director or assistant editor for for and then they decided to just give him this like a uh, series to direct avengers does not fit you said isle dogs well Thor Frank the Dark and Weenie, World. yeah like the marvel stuff doesn't really go with the vibe of wes anderson stuff at all wes anderson directing the next marvel movie that would be, <laughs> i'm sure they've done that in like an snl skit or something I think that's what Loki's all right. supposed to be that's what loki is all right thanks for listening we'll see in the because of oh mostly i got it thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one bye bye